The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see. Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now 1 800 529 KBOI or 336 3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is your Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am so happy to be here. It's a beautiful, sunny Saturday, and uh, I can't wait to... Uh, I'm not. I'm just not going to wait. I'm going to just introduce him right now. We have Jim Zamzo is in studio today. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time to come into studio and hang out with me for a bit. I always appreciate getting the chance to talk with you for a little Great while. Great to be here, Nolan. Good to catch up. Yeah, I, 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 I truly do love having a conversation with you i just i always get to learn something new oh, and uh you know just get to kind of imagine i well, think we that's... always learn something from each other yeah <laughs> well i appreciate that uh so yeah we have jim zamzo in studio we're going to talk about uh, a book that's come out uh in We'll get into that here in just a second. I want to just start off the show and let you know if you want to be a part of the show, if you have a question for Jim or you got something out in the lawn or garden that you are uh, have some questions about or you're not too sure about, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. A couple other things real quick. We do have uh, t- tomorrow's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Jim. Well, thank you, and the uh, same to you. And happy Father's Day to my own dad. Uh, and I'm just going to do this. I, I kind of just thought of this at the the last second before we were starting here, but I wanted to just thank my dad. He might be listening. I don't know if he is, but my mom might be listening. And so if she's listening, she'll probably tell him that I said this, if nothing else. But I wanted to thank my dad because there, growing up, there were so many times where he made me <laughs> mow the lawn, uh, you know, clean out the flower beds, pull weeds, and you know, take care of the plants that we had around our house. And my dad had this beautiful rose garden growing up. He had these really nice roses, and I never really got it as a kid. You know why he would spend so much time on these roses? But you know, when I talk to people now, they say, "Oh yeah, your dad's rose garden was just so beautiful. He always had really nice roses." And I begrudgingly did these things my entire life, and then lo and behold, it becomes the thing that's. I essentially devote my career to. <laughs> you know, my dad and, was uh, very similar to that. He would, you boys would weed this row of carrots. And we'd say, <laughs> well, why do we got to row, read these carrots? Yeah. And the row's too long. And, <laughs> you know, and he'd say, now you boys, if you learn to grow a garden, you'll never starve to death. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and that's, I mean. Yeah, like we're going to starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to say that and start off with that kind of tribute to my own dad who inspired me in a lot of ways, but also 
gave me this love for plants. Fantastic. uh, Yeah, you know, and you never know where your influence falls. Yeah, so you obviously picked it up. Yeah, so happy Father's Day to everyone, all the fathers out there. I, we appreciate you. We do have a few sales going on at the store. Propane is only $1.99 a gallon, so if you got a barbecue planned, be sure to top those tanks off. Really good sale on that. And uh, if in addition to that, if you need some new supplies for your barbecue, we got lots of uh, stuff on sale there as well. So um, that's going on. And then, Jim, you're going to the uh, you're going to be at the Cherry Festival tonight. Yeah, I'll be driving the I'll be driving the van in the Cherry <laughs> Festival parade. That's always fun. Uh, yeah, you know, throwing candy out to the kids and so on. Yeah, it is something that uh, I, I, I I'm always kind of jaded about it. It's kind of the similar thing where you know it was a time where I, I had to do I had to take my kids to a parade, and I think uh, I think someday I'll appreciate it more. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's fun because the children just love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's and that's why you're there. It's not for me, right? It's for right. the kids. And that's uh I always got to remind myself of those things. There so. you go. My kids are a bit older now, so they're not really interested in doing it anymore anyway. I can't believe that your your kids are that old already. It's I, like they were just little tigers. Yeah. I I can't believe it either. As I was telling Jim as we got started, my daughter uh started working for Zamzos. This uh, this summer, she had another job, and she was just having hard times with it and, you know, always struggling and saying, oh, my boss is doing this and that and the other thing. And I said, well, you know, they need people at Zamzos. Why don't you give it a try? And she did, and I think she's just she's having a great time. She's a 19-year-old, so she doesn't really tell me a lot of things. But yeah, every yeah, now and then I can. You don't talk to your parents when you're 19. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but she's enjoying it, and I'm enjoying seeing her do it. And I, I feel like she's thriving for, you know, a bad pun, but uh, I, I feel like she's doing well and she really enjoys it. And I'm, I'm glad that I work for a company that supports the people that work for them. I'm, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get too mushy about it. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, if you have a question for Jim or anything you see going on in the lawn and garden, you want to ask us about it, give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. I'm sure everybody's out there enjoying the sun. It's a beautiful day. Lots of work that can be done. And uh, you want to get it done early. And the weeds so. are growing so and fast. They are, man. Uh, been, yeah, a lot of nut sedge I always have to deal with uh, in my, my garden. So one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nip it. For me, it's purslane. It purslane, like, yeah. yeah. It's just it's a nonstop. Yeah, that's another tough one. So, uh, so let's get into – I want to talk about the book because um, it's, 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 a, it's a good book. And I've, I've – I've kind of said, you know, uh, as it came out, we've been talking about it kind of in the office and I know you, you and art have been working on it for a long time. And, uh, you know, it came out and art said, you know, do you want a copy? And I said, well, you know, I've read it like three times, you know, in the, the other form of it, uh, before it was published in this way. And I, and I've read it a number of times like that. I recall there was a couple of years there where I just kind of, I kept going back to it. You know, I'd, I'd read another story and then you know, all of a sudden I'd read three of them. And that's, uh, and that's it. It's that reminds me of a story. Exactly. And that's, uh, that's the name of the book. It's that reminds me of a story. It's out now. We've got it at all the stores. You can buy it at the zamzos.com. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a fascinating book because y- you tell such interesting, good stories. And, and, you know, over the years I've come to know that you, you don't tell a story that doesn't have a point. <laughs> and I, I don't think, uh, you know, it, it, it's not always you know, 100%. That, that all depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's the, what's the point of that? But, you know, this is, it's interesting how this evolved. Uh, when, when we hired Art Gregory, a uh, guy who went some 25, almost 30 years yeah. ago, 
we decided that I was going to be the spokesperson for the company. So Art would write the commercials for me. And in theory, you go in and, you, and it takes you about a half an hour to record a commercial. Yeah. But I would go in, and as you know, Art likes to talk, and, yeah. and I do as well. And it would take about two, two and a half hours to get a 60-second spot then. Yeah. Well, it's because I would be telling Art a story. Well, I unbeknownst to, to at the time, to me, at the, uh, he, he was recording these things, <laughs> and he was documenting them, I should say. And then when he went to get his master's degree at Boise State, uh, years later, he he used all of those stories as his thesis. Yeah, and uh, it was about the history of the Zamzo family, basically. And I, for years, have thought, you know, that needs to be published, not for any uh, financial reasons, really, right. but I wanted to get the information out there, especially to children that these days don't know how it used to be. Right. Uh, we grew up differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling my grandson one time. Uh, you know, we, if we if we had an argument at Bora High School during the 60s, we would go out in the parking lot and have a fist fight. That's, that's not how it is. Yeah. We used to go pheasant hunting after school, so we would have our shotguns yeah. in, a, in a gun rack uh, behind the seat in the parking lot out in the... Well, of course, none of that would ever fly. No, today. absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but it's kind of good to know your history. Yeah. And, and I always thought, who's going to tell my, my grandkids uh, right. what it was like? Because by the time... They get to, uh, old enough to want to listen to me. They're, I'm going to forget how to tell them the story anyway. <laughs> Starting yeah. to forget a little of it already. <laughs> well, yeah, and we have we have the book now, and uh, yeah, and I, you know, those histories, those are important. It's 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 good to know where you came from, and it's not, yeah, it's not just knowing how it was. I think knowing where you came from and where other generations came from and how they dealt with those things. And, so I'm going to bring up a few of the stories that have been my favorite. We're going to get into that here in just a little bit. We're going to go to a quick break. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and this Sunday is Father's Day. And now through Sunday, most Samzo stores have propane on sale for only $1.99 a gallon. Remember, all 13 Zamzos offer tank exchanges, but it's cheaper by about $10 to refill your existing propane tank rather than to exchange it. And along with grilling some steaks or burgers this Sunday, it's also a great day for making s'mores and relaxing around the backyard or patio. Zamzos has fire pits that add natural light and atmosphere, and when it cools down, warmth to cool evenings. We also carry a wide array of outdoor living items including patio furniture, outdoor decor, and more. And if you're looking for a practical gift that dad will use and appreciate, we suggest a new pair of work gloves or perhaps a high-quality garden tool like our bully shovel. So if you plan on firing up the grill for Father's Day, refill your propane tanks now through Sunday for $1.99 a gallon. And while you're there, get dad a great gift he's gonna love from Zamzos. Nobody knows like Zamzos. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part two the Zamzo's Garden Show. With me today is uh, my guest, Jim Zamzo. Thank you so much for being here, Jim. Glad to be here, Nolan. Uh, 
getting to hang out with you for a bit. Um, I want to get I want to talk about a few of these stories because, as I've mentioned, I've kind of I've read the book a few times, not as it kind of stands now. I really I, I think it's it's very well done. I really like the layout and everything. I was telling uh, Becca, my wife, about it, uh, and she said, "Well, I wanna I wanna read it." <laughs> so I uh, I ended up getting her a copy because uh, she uh, she loves reading as well. And a good story. So it looks like we do have a phone call from Dave in Boise. Let's go to Dave. How's it going? How can we help you today? Well, uh, the Ada Ada County commissioners are trying to decide what to do with the fairgrounds. And one of the things that uh, I've been promoting for about 15 years to no avail is an agricultural heritage park. And I can't think of anybody that is more involved in agriculture in the last hundred years than the ZAMZO organization. And I would just love to see uh, ZAMZOs uh, be part of that. And uh, what I'm looking at, uh, I envision, is uh, a uh, destination theme park with uh, a working farm type thing with uh, um, animals and uh, general store of uh, carriage rides, uh, all that Idaho was, and uh, uh, the Idaho history. And I think it'd be just fantastic uh, if Zamzos uh, were able to get a a concession there uh, with uh, some of the things that we've got. We've got, you know, you'd have a restaurant with uh, all Idaho products and food and uh, all kinds of uh, animals that you guys have, uh, have feed and that sort of thing. So uh, I just think that would be a great one to have. So are they, are, uh, I'm not exactly sure what they're thinking about doing. Are, are they thinking about moving the fairgrounds like they were here a couple of years ago completely away? Or uh... No, they're, they're, they're talking about what to do with it. And there's, there's basically three plans. Uh, one of them is athletic fields. The other one is uh, have it a, a urban renewal, major uh, commercial zone for Garden City, and then my idea of the uh, heritage park. And I think that uh, that's that's the one I'm trying to get some support for. We've got the, you know the Simplot people have got all kinds of uh, equipment and tractors and things and. Uh, that they would be logical to have them donate to it, uh, you know, some of the equipment. and uh, Kids so like, would be I, able to come around. I think you know, that would be, uh, be great fun. Uh, haven't they decided that they're going to put in a, a – didn't Boise City decide they were going to put in a heritage uh, park downtown somewhere, I thought? Well, they've got their Spalding Ranch thing, but uh, they haven't really decided what they're going to do with it, and it's not the size to – you know, to do a, a destination thing, and that was more. Well, I have I have seen places like that across the country. There's one in Des Moines, exactly. Uh, that yep. that looks like a little town mm. and has the gardens yep. and stuff like that. We're always glad to to participate in things like that, and you know, any way we can teach teach children how yeah. to grow gardens and teach teach younger people how to farm. One of my you got bucket, it. Well, one of my bucket list things right now actually is to try to help larger farmers and growers to get their soil healthy again yeah. uh, and and to moderate on the chemicals they're using and get more biological back in the soil. If we're going to actually affect well, the health of, of people in this yep. nation, yeah. we're going to have to do that. Yeah. And that I, would be a great thing, you know, to, to work on with uh, the uh, 
historical society of you know you've got uh, it's garden city <laughs> so uh, you know yeah, you've got a, a sounds, real opportunity there it sounds fascinating dave i know um you know i i i'm it's kind of those are things above my pay grade but you know what would be great is if you uh sent an email send an email to zamzos at zamzos.com uh okay. those go to me uh, with some of those details, and uh, and we'll pass it around. We'll talk about it. We talk about lots of different things yeah. over over the times, uh, and I, you know I don't know how to do that myself, but I know somebody does. Art Gregory, uh, Art Gregory has my address. My oh, okay, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and have, I have and Art's, him send me a note, and we'll we'll put it together. We'll do. Yeah, I know Art's been working on a, a radio histo- history society as well, so. Yeah. Always very cool. Thanks a lot for the call, Dave. Appreciate that. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We're talking with Jim Zamzo. If you have questions about your lawn or your garden or trees, shrubs, what have you, we'd love to talk to you. I do want to cut. We've been talking about a little bit about this book again, and I want to, I want to, I have a few, a few stories that uh, I've uh, kind of always enjoyed and ones that I've kind of gravitated towards. And I think the one that I is my favorite, the one I've probably read more than any other, is the You Stay Out of My Garden story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. And I, I, I love that, um, that, you're, 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 that Grandma Z made this connection between what was happening and what she was seeing and what they continued to do. And they didn't have those issues. And uh, and also that you know she kind of she kind of puts you in your place a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened? Uh, of course, I once I graduated from college and I had all of my plant protection uh, background, use of chemical fertilizers and pesticides and so on. And at that time, I was also a Scotts Lawn Pro. Yeah. Uh, I went over to my grandmother's house and I said, Grandma, we need to put some sixteen, sixteen, sixteen fertilizer on your garden. It'll make it do better. And she said, you stay out of my garden. <laughs> I said, Grandma, I, I, I've, got, I've got a two-year degree that took me five years to get. You know, I know some stuff. <laughs> and she's, she said, you know, I got to tell you something, James. Uh, after the war, our neighbors all started using that chemical fertilizer, and they started getting corn uh, borer and corn earworm and and smut and stuff that they we've never had before. And your grandpa and I didn't have that. And all we used was benural, and that's what she called manure. I don't know if that's from her back her German background or what, <laughs> but uh they they on that lived on the forty acre farm and of yeah. course they had all of that manure, but they never used any other fertilizer than right. just manure. And she went and got a, a picture of a of grandpa holding a shovel on a hay derrick and the corn was was as tall as that she said this is what our corn was like this is how we grew our corn and we never had to use any of those chemical fertilizers yeah well i was stunned i mean i had i had a lot of education on these fertilizers and stuff and i but it always stuck in my mind i wonder if there really was anything to do with those insects and of course i found out years later as you know that when we throw our soil out of balance sometimes we we create our own issues with yeah. insects and disease if we if we don't keep the minerals and the humus content up in the soil and so on. Yeah, so, yeah. So she she didn't want to have anything to do with. <laughs> but but I'll tell you, Grandma, she was the kind of a person she would never even take an aspirin. Mm. She lived uh, almost a hundred and five. Yeah, but she wouldn't 
wouldn't yeah. even take. She said, "Nope, nope, nope. There's no place for medicine." Hmm. She said, "If you want, if you want to keep your your sows from being constipated when they're ready to farrow, you slop them and you you grind you grind oats and you put the fresh milk in with them and let it set overnight, and then you slop it with the hogs, and and that always improved their digestion." Basically making kimchi, I guess, for <laughs> <laughs> for her sows. But uh, she always did everything natural. She yeah. didn't ever to use anything chemical or artificial. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. I just, yeah, I love that that story and just that making that connection, you know, is uh, there's always, a, you always see those things. Also, hearing corn smut, I haven't heard, I haven't seen smut in years on uh, somebody's corn, uh, which is, it's one of those things that people really freak out when they see that one. It's pretty weird. It's a pretty weird disease, but uh, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I, I haven't had it uh, in my garden for many years, but I always, uh, I had a Hispanic man that came and helped me on occasion, and he saw some smut on my corn, and he wanted to know if he could have it. Oh, yeah, I've heard uh, of this, yeah. A, it is, a, it's, a, it's a Mexican delicacy. Yeah. They, they slice it thinly and and fry it. It's You know, it's just a fruiting Fruit yeah. and fungal body, right? But, yeah, uh, we always think of it as being something nasty, and yeah, it looks nasty. But um, I, I actually did hear a story that they were propagating and doing that. Yeah, down in Mexico, they actually try to make that happen. So yeah, it's yeah. fascinating stuff. It's always there's always different sides to the coin. I guess is the way <laughs> to look sure. at it. There's something else to do. So, um, okay, great. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, we're talking with Jim Zamzo. We're talking about some stories, but uh, I'd love to talk about some gardening stuff too because uh, I, you know, I love gardening. I love talking about plants. So if you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBY. We'll be right back here on the Zamzo's Garden Show. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and response to our new line of all-natural weed killers has been phenomenal. Not only are Zamzo's customers pleased there's a safe alternative to Roundup or glyphosate, but they're also happy with how fast and effective this new line of natural products is. There are three different products. A selective weed killer for lawns that eliminates weeds but won't harm your grass. A non-selective weed and grass killer that kills everything including thistles and unwanted grass. And finally, a total vegetation killer that kills the toughest weeds, brush and vines, roots and all. These new products really work and use a special form of iron and fatty acids to control weeds naturally. And our new weed and grass killer is safe for organic gardening. So if you're looking for a better way to control weeds, come check out our new line of natural weed killers at Zamzo's. Because for 88 years, when it comes to the latest products for your lawn, garden, and pets, nobody knows like Zamzo's. It's a... Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Jim Zamzo of Zamzo's. Glad <laughs> to be here. And uh, we're talking about uh, a new book that uh, you and Art Gregory have had published. Uh, it's called That Reminds Me of a Story. Right. And it's a collection of stories uh, about the history of Zamzo's and kind of your guys' foundation uh, for the business as well. And... Uh, and uh, it's a good read. Uh, it is available at all Zamzos. I believe they got them out to all the stores. Um, so they should have them. You can also buy it online at the zamzos.com. I was able to 
put put that up on the front page so you'll be able to find it. And uh, it's a good book. I read it actually a few times. And uh, there's always a few that I, a few stories that I always kind of gravitate towards. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit about gardening because we have Jim here, and uh, and I always want to, I always want to pick his brain, see what he's doing, what he's interested in, and uh, it's always fascinating. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, if you have any questions or something that you're interested in, give us a call two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. So we were talking about. Um, before we got started, I was talking about I, I've I've kind of been talking about water um, the last few weeks because I just feel like um, it's on a lot of people's minds. A lot of people are talking about it. It seems like, and I kind of keyed into it. We were just talking about when uh, I was up in McCall a couple weeks ago, and I came back down, and I realized how low the river was yeah. uh, coming back down, and I thought, man, that's that's low, right? That's not. It's it should be a lot higher right now, shouldn't it? And uh, and I kind of got worried, and I was thinking about it kind of the whole way home. And it's been a while since uh, I think we've really kind of been in this situation. Uh, but I've been so I've watering's just kind of been on my mind, and I've come to realize how um, how difficult it is for for me to sometimes talk about it and give advice. Like it feels like I'd rather I'd almost rather be with somebody spend a day with somebody or, you know, and, and go through watering with them because, uh, it, 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 at this point in my career and what I've done, it's become such second nature. I've almost forgotten how to talk about it. Yeah. I feel like, and, uh, you know, I can look at a plant look at a lawn and, and, and I just kind of know, I just, know. You I kind of get the, it. yeah, I get the feeling that, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's too much here. It's not but enough You kind of want to pull over and go get somebody's hose and yeah. water them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think we should water your roses today. With... <laughs> I'm uh, that way with horses. I, if I see horses and I, oh, they're standing there by the water trough and it's empty, I, I mm. might go turn the hose on for them. You know? Yeah. And they'd appreciate it, I'm yeah, sure. Um, so I, I, I like talking about water, but I'd like to, you know, just kind of pick your brain a little bit, Jim. Like, what are some of the things that you do uh, or that you kind of key in on or notice about plants and, and how you, your, your strategy for going out to do some, some watering? Well, of course, every, I, I always use this acronym uh, for growing things. And it's lawn, yeah. light, air, water, nutrients. Yeah. So it's always uh, about what does that specific plant needs? Yeah. You know, if you, if it's a cactus, you know, you water it heavily one time, you let it get completely dried out. The same way with succulents, a lot of times. Uh, but when you've got things that like annuals in a sandy soil, yeah, they're going to require very frequent watering or hanging a baskets, hanging basket, for example. Yeah. I, it's almost a given in this 100-degree temperature that a hanging basket needs to be soaked every single day. Yeah, and sometimes uh, even twice. Yeah, there's uh, just not, not any exceptions to that. because, And then if they're fuchsia or something that wants to be in the shade, you know, you got to pay real close attention yeah. to it. But if a plant starts to wilt a little bit, that's a good indicator. Yeah. Uh, I always like to use that first joint of my index finger. Right. You know, if, if the soil has not dried out that top inch... Uh, you probably don't need to water yet. Yeah, and a lot of people water tomatoes frequently and keep them wet. And other people, like our some of our uh, past employees, would would grow tomatoes, uh, get them started good, and then drought them completely out. Yeah, and uh, and not water them hardly at all through the rest of the season, except for in emergency situations. Right. So each plant requires more uh, things like strawberries. I found they do better to be kept moist. Mm. 
and there's and there's something I think to a lot of that as well when you consider the soil that you have and how long you might have been working that soil or amending that soil. If you've got just really heavy clay, uh, staying wet I think is a little bit different than dry letting it dry out or, or doing it a little bit differently. Well, it's, it's hard to get it wet. Yeah, to start it's with, hard to get it wet and then hard to get it dry. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get it dry, so it, it hangs under the water yeah. pretty good. So. Uh, all the soils are different. Down on the river is going to be more sandy and gravelly, right. so it's going to require more frequent watering, probably yeah. not quite as deep. And then you get up on the bench, and the second bench where the pH is sometimes 8.2 and very clay, very salty soil, uh, it's going to hold water a little bit longer. Yeah, so. for sure. And I think I, you know, the one thing I think I really, I guess my best piece of advice is just to be out there. You, you had a great line about the farmer what was that again it was uh, a good farmer is outstanding in his field yeah that's it yeah <laughs> outstanding in his field and he's he's outstanding in yeah <laughs> outstanding it's, in his field and he's outstanding in his field yeah it's a, it's a, it's a good one you know you got to be out there you got to know you got to get to know your plants and and kind of by association you get to know the plants but you get to know those plants in your soil and it's always you know if you move it's always going to be a little bit different but you've got a good base uh, to work with, and you you kind of build up that knowledge over time and right. how to do things. Well, my wife and I are on nearly ten acres, and so we're we're always on water patrol. She does her house plants. She moves her house plants all outside in the shade, of course. Mm, so those nice. are all babied every day. But most of them get watered most every day. Yeah. All right. Looks like we got some phone calls coming in. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. We're talking to Jim Zamzo today, and we have Sandy in Nampa. Sandy, how's it going? How can we help you? Oh, good morning, guys. It's great to talk to the soil savant of the Treasure Valley in person. <laughs> this is quite a thing here. I used to have to catch him at the airport when I had a question. Anyway, so let Last summer, you guys ran an ad about uh, you were providing something to the Hawks baseball stadium uh, mm. because they had a spot in their outfield that they put water to, but it's just it was wet all the time and it really wasn't growing grass. So I went and I bought a thing of that, and man, oh man, did that turn things around in my yard? I I live in Nampa on essentially a gravel pit, and uh, the the topsoil is microscopic thick and uh so anyway i just wanted to say thanks that stuff was great i don't remember the name of it is it maybe penaturf sounds plug. like it might have been penaturf maybe what, what was it was it a liquid or a black material uh it was something i mixed up in a sprayer and, yeah. and it, yeah i think you diluted you diluted it with the hose water thing yeah. you know um but anyway that thing worked great the problem today is i have an austrian pine that's probably about three years old now and you know it's normally like really bushy and yeah i put the, i put thrive to it uh once or twice a year and it's 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 getting a lot of water i i've checked it and uh but it's it's kind of thin on the inside it's got new growth at the top and at the ends but it's a little thin on the inside if you know what i mean yeah um how old is it Three years old. Okay. Um, now, it'll, it'll be it'll be three in. Uh, we put it in September of eighteen. So okay. Um, I think you're just seeing age with that. If it's on the inside, pines are really uh, pines and a lot of evergreens tend to be pretty simple. 
in that they they can only grow from the outside. They they never grow on nothing on the inside grows. And after about three years, most of them will have a, a needle shed, uh, and so those inner needles uh, are no longer effective. They're not getting as much sunlight. They're not doing as much, and so they just shed those and uh, and that's pretty common it, as it continues to grow about every three years you'll notice a, a major shed and um it's uh it's something it usually happens around fall typically but it can happen other times so the growth is on the outside the new growth and then right that they, they don't get any light in okay. there yeah so i've got some redwood trees uh, and as they mature they start the, the lower limbs start to die yeah you think oh there's something wrong but really not the trunk yeah. is going up and the limbs are going out and uh, that's they they as they mature. I always I guess I can think of it like the old one old parrot. You know how their how their head starts turning yellow from the front and going back, <laughs> and kind of how, how how our hair falls out yeah. from the front and falls out. That's kind of how it is. With these trees. Yeah, uh, yeah. If only it was just because of shade that. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> was, uh, exactly. But yeah, I think it sounds to me like if you've got new growth, I think that's and that's one of the main things with a uh, a pine or some of your evergreens. The the big key. Uh, to knowing if it's healthy is if it's happening on the outside. If it's still pushing new growth, you get new bright, you know, nice new candles. Uh, you get uh, a fair amount of cones. You have uh, some fruiting in the spring. Uh, you're probably okay. Inner stuff is not as much of a concern when I'm diagnosing uh, a pine tree uh, or, or some of those evergreens. So I think you're, I think you're doing all right there, Sandy. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Because you get nervous, you know. Yeah, the, absolutely. The thing grown about, it's grown about a foot a year since I've had it. Yeah. And then you, you said, you know, that they shed needles. And, boy, it dropped a ton yeah. about, oh, February. It just, like, yeah. it just shot them off, you know. The ground was brown around it with them. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. About every three years you'll see that. It might, you know, three to five sometimes. But, uh, yeah, it, it depends on the tree and the condition. But, yeah, about every three years you'll notice it, so. Thanks for the call, Sandy. Appreciate well, that. Yeah, and it is something I know. It is something you worry about. You notice something new like that, and uh, you just always want to ask, and that's great. So we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back for one more segment here on the Zamzo's Garden Show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'll certainly have time to take some calls in the next segment. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and a lot of customers have been telling us that they have some stubborn weeds that just won't go away no matter what they do. At Zamzo's, we typically focus on natural solutions, but sometimes you need to bring out the big guns. Zamzo's Ultra. You see, Zamzo's Ultra contains four of the most effective weed killers ever created that each attack weeds in their own way. So if one won't get them, the others will. That makes Ultra one of the most powerful broadleaf weed killers that you can buy. Plus, Zamzo's Ultra works in hours, not days. You can reseed your lawn in just two weeks after application, and Zamzo's Ultra kills the weeds but won't harm your grass. So if you've got stubborn weeds in your lawn that won't go away no matter what you do, give them the ultimate solution. Zamzo's Ultra, available as an economical concentrate or a convenient ready-to-use spray. Because since 1933, when it comes to making even stubborn weeds go away, nobody knows like Zamzo's. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670-KBOI. 
All right, we are back for part four, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today has been Jim Zamzo. And uh, thank you so much for being here, Jim. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time. I know you had a you had a busy day. You're going to be at the Cherry Festival. And as a matter of fact, we have a familiar name here. We have Callie Zamzo on the line. Yeah. Callie, how's it going today? How are you doing? It's going great. Thank you for the show today, Nolan. Thank you. I just wanted to quickly say, Dad, congrats on your book, and thank you for writing all those stories down. I'm loving reading them and rereading them, so thank you for doing that for all of us. You're welcome. <laughs> and then part two, part two is Happy Father's Day, because if anybody who knows me as a kid knows that I did not like gardening, but I'm grateful that you forced that on me all those years, because now I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. Thanks, Kelly. Have fun yeah. at the... Cherry Fest today, Callie. I, I think uh, you're going to be there today too, right? I am. I'll be walking alongside the truck. That's awesome. So have a fun time. Hopefully it's not too hot by that time of the night. And uh, have fun there. All right. Great. Thanks, Callie. Appreciate the call. And uh, let's see. we got another call here from Paul in Boise. Paul, how's it going? How can we help you today? Good morning. It's going well. How are you two? We're great. I'm doing awesome. My question, the most basic of questions, I walked into the grocery store yesterday and there was a rack of seed packages. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to plant seeds? Uh, depends on the seeds. I yeah, <laughs> I think it depends on the seed. Um, like uh, starting tomato seeds, probably not ideal right now. Uh, but see, there's a few things, and I think this is another practice, and we don't always we don't always get to talk about it enough, but a fall crop of... Your uh, another crop of your peas and your radishes and your lettuces, doing those things again in the fall. So it's certainly, there are opportunities to still plant some things. Yeah, you know, about the 15th of August is a good time to start. Yeah. That. But no, I, I just now, I'll put my basil and cilantro in mm. right now yeah, so that go. it's ready when my tomatoes start right to yeah, ripen. and that's good, yeah. And you have to plant that several times. Right, because other, yeah, they tend to bolt in the heat, so you got to have some shade right. for them and a little bit cooler uh-huh. weather but uh-huh. uh yeah a lot of things uh you know it's probably well, I, a little you know, I'll too plant late a few more radishes if yeah you can keep absolutely. them wide enough and keep them cool enough and you can still grow radish radishes are so fast too and that's uh that's another great one about them as well if so. you have a shady area that's relatively cool you can plant some of your lettuces and spinach and stuff yeah. like that and some varieties do better than others uh so it's good to check on the package to see if they handle the heat yeah but for okay. Uh, okay. peppers and tomatoes right. and things like that, you're a little late on those. Yeah. Yeah. You're just planting those from seed. It's going to take two weeks before they come up, and then uh, you still got 90 days. So you, you kind of run out of time for those. But. Some people will keep them in a greenhouse or something yeah. later on through the season. But right. That's not the ordinary. Okay. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, Paul. Looks like we got another call here from Neil in Middleton. Neil, how's it going? How can we help you today? Doing good. Yes, and want to know if you've got any solution for joint grass. Joint grass, um, or horse horse tail, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, there's so there's a couple of different solutions. I think there's um, the main thing. There's a couple of them that you joint grass. I I dealt with this um, a, a naming issue on uh, a video that I did, and somebody from the Midwest was questioning my at my uh, identification of goose gra- or quack grass. Excuse me. And, uh, and, and so joint grass can be a couple of different grasses. And so what we would want to do 
is get uh, you can send a picture of it in uh, Zamzos at Zamzos.com or bring it into the store. They'll be able to tell. But what we want to do is we want to get a good identification on what grass that is because I joint grass I, probably well, is a different I heard grass him for say you or horse for me. Tail. It may be yeah. a horsetail rush, which is actually a fern type. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, and it, it requires a little different uh, exactly. things to kill it. Usually, it's along a moist area, ditch, or something right. like that. As opposed to, and it's not a true grass, right? It's yeah, it's more like a fern. Yeah. Um, or a. Well, this yeah. is just it's just one stalk that's jointed. <clears throat> Does it like pull apart? Like it has little segments of it. Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, good. you've got, yeah, it's like a horsetail rush or a joint grass, the other one. Um, and that one, it can be a difficult one to kill um, with uh, a lot of the conventional in, uh, herbicides because it's not a grass. It's actually a different thing altogether. Yeah. I did find uh, one that worked for it. I haven't, have you ever had luck with trying anything? Like you could, you could maybe, if you can dry it out, um, that can help kind of suppress it a little bit. Maybe you know, mulching. I've, I've never or, tried to kill it actually it's really never, it's never been a bother to me but yeah uh you know you can weed eat it down or whatever right. um i used uh it was it's a product that we have called stump and vine killer and um it actually lists it on there it only comes in an eight ounce bottle um it is a selective herbicide so you could use it in lawns but it will kill other desirable or beneficial, you know, plants you don't want to keep. So you'd have to be careful with it. You also have to be careful around it if it's near a body of water that runs into a river or a lake or, you know, a pond or something. you got to be careful with some of those things. So it can be difficult to control. Uh, and that's kind of that's kind of the way where you got to think about it. I'm not sure what else lists that. Lists There's that. very few. I mean, any of the grasses, we've got stuff that will kill all kinds of grass. But when you get into things yeah. like... Uh, like the ferns and yeah. horsetails, a little different. I yeah, I had to find a solution at the Eagle Store um, because they there was a bed of it at the Eagle Store when I was managing there, and I always got written up on it on my walk arounds. <laughs> so couldn't get rid of it. Uh. I could well, but and I kept searching and searching, and I found that product, the the uh, stump and vine killer. Um, it does list horsetail. It's very slow. Um, it was safe to use there because it was just in a flower bed that was just always moist uh but you could i i use it there i probably we probably had to apply it two or three times to get it down and uh it finally went away but it's very slow it's slow to act so that's my best solution for you um but just like i said be careful about where you're applying it because there are some concerns there you don't want that getting into a pond uh or a river or something because that can be damaging to fish and fish and the aquatic life exactly yeah Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call with that one, Paul. Or that was Neil, sorry. Um, thank you for the call. That's always a tough one. Um, not one that I've had to deal with for a while now, though. So, um, you know, they, weeds don't go away. They're just, they're always around. You know, that's uh, horsetail is a silica accumulator. So it's a good indicator. Really? That, mm-hmm, it's, the, that's an indicator that you're low in available calcium. And see, that's a, that's the other thing that's always fascinating. You get something like <laughs> a nugget well, like that. Every, from everything that grows in the soil is an indicator yeah. of what the condition of that soil is. Right. And I was always taught that a weed is actually trying to fix the soil right. so that grass can grow. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're out of time. Jim, thank you again for being here. Happy Father's Day. Remember, that reminds me of a story. It's available at all Zamzo's locations and online. And uh, 
Well, have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day, yeah, Happy Father's Day to you and everybody out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. I will be out next week. We'll talk to you in a few weeks here. Have a good one. This is Callie Zamzo, and the 92nd Annual Meridian Dairy Days is next weekend, June 23rd through the 26th, hosted by TDS Fiber. Zamzos will be there as we have been for many years, and we'll have a fun entry in the Dairy Days Parade, which is back. But this year is on Saturday evening, June 26th, starting at 6 p.m. You may not realize it, but the purpose of Dairy Days is to build strong leaders for our future by supporting 4-H and FFA in Meridian and the surrounding area. In fact, the first dairy show was held on June 18, 1929, and the first dairy show at the present showgrounds was in 1949. Along with the parade through downtown Meridian on Saturday night, there's a carnival, pageants, car races, cattle and goat shows, sporting events, music and story park, and tons of other activities all four days. Go to dairydays.org for a list of times and locations for all events. Then we'll see you next Saturday night at 6 p.m. for the annual Dairy Days Parade, which starts at Zamzo's right underneath the Meridian Water Tower.